to Let's Talk Tottenham. It's Friday, it's 12.30, nearly the weekend, nearly the time for Spurs to potentially ruin our weekend, but hopefully they don't this time before the international break. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Kane, Conte, Skip, Davies, Winks, a lot more as well. Southampton coming up on uh, Saturday, I think it is. Uh in the last game before the international break. Uh, if you're watching, thank you very much for watching. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you very much for watching. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. Also the notification bell as well. Jump over to Chris's Magic as well and do the same thing there. One trick a week there on Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. And let's kick off <laughs> as it was. Uh, so let's start with this guy, Harry Kane, uh, in front of me there. All these rumours, a lot of these stuff are rumours that I'm going to talk about today because they're, they're stuff that have come about on Twitter and everything. So there's a couple of rumours. Uh, Levy wants £100 million for him. They're going to offer him a new contract. They're going to give him essentially the keys to Tottenham. I uh, can make important decisions, similar to, I, I guess, what Mbappe is doing or able to do at PSG. Uh <laughs> The guy wants trophies, though, so it doesn't matter if you can decide who comes in or who goes or who the next manager is or, you know, what kind of what colour the cars are on the go-karting track. He wants to win trophies. If you're not going to win trophies, I'm not sure a new contract or, you know, it's going to keep him there. And Well, I'm not sure a new contract is going to be signed by him, certainly without some kind of uh, clauses in there on his side, uh, release clause and... Uh, certain amount for release clause and release clause if we don't uh, achieve this or that. Because time's running out for him, let's face it, 29 now. He could go on a little longer than we would have thought maybe a few years ago because I, I think he'll probably adapt and change. So later on in his career, he'll turn into the number 10. Uh, so there's a little bit less running around there. But still, time running out. He ain't going to be playing until he's past 36, I, I, I would assume. So that's about five years, six years. So it'd be very interesting what happens with Kane and hundred million pound rumors. I mean, there might be people who pay that. There are there are people who have the money for that. I'm not sure people are going to be paying that for someone who's out a con you know a 29 year old who's out of contract in 12 months time, mm. unless they're they're all of their strikers have got injured for long term and they're desperately in need of a striker. Uh, Wayne Bonham in the chat. How are you doing, Wayne? Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're all well. Kane's situation is interesting. Not sure we'll find out fully until the summer. The club will have to invest in quality and challenge for trophies. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, thanks for Wayne get, getting in touch. Always gets in, in, in touch and in the comments. Please hit the like and please hit the subscribe. And also, if, if you're watching, thank you very much for watching. And make sure you get your comments and questions in. Uh, it is an interesting one, isn't it, Wayne? All of these rumours at the moment, that's what they are, really, rumours. Uh, 100 million, we're going to offer him a contract. Only really Kane and and his agent and Levy really probably know what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll have to invest in quality and challenge for trophies. I think if we were going to do that, we'd have done it by now, so in previous years so it's a really interesting one really because if he goes i don't want him gone for nothing because we can get some kind of good money we can get i think about 60 70 million for him this summer if we decide to sell him i think manchester united will bid 60 70 million anyway to see our resolve and see if levy sticks or twists 
if, if recent reports to believe, be believed, he's only holding out for 100 million, so 70 million will say, okay, no. But if Kane makes it abundantly clear to him, I'm not signing a new contract, so I'll go for free. It's all about money, Levy. Will he want to see 70 million go and, 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 then he's gone for absolutely nothing. Uh, Wayne goes on to say that the way the transfer market is at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if someone paid a hundred million players lacking Kane's ability and talent and going for silly money. That is true, but those players do have a few years left on their contract. I'm not sure someone's going to bid a hundred million pound for someone who's got a year left on his contract. Although if they are going to bid a hundred million, they're probably going to be the only team who are going to bid a hundred million. So therefore they've got a monopoly there. Whereas in a year's time, if he's completely free, there'll be a queue out round as long as you arm for his signature, I think. Uh, Mark Cousins in the chat. How you doing, Mark? Uh, big up, Chris. If you were Harry, would you sign after he's been let down constantly? I wouldn't. I'd be saying, well, I think I think his heart is ruling his head. If he wasn't a Spurs fan, he'd have gone by now. The fact that he is a Spurs fan, he doesn't really want to leave Spurs, but he also wants a trophy. So he's he's in a, a 50-50 yin and yang position. I think if he wasn't a Spurs fan, he'd have said a few years ago, I'm off. Uh, but yeah, I, with what's happening, I wouldn't be signing the new contract. I'd be saying, oh, I'm off. You accept £70 million for me, £60 million for me, or someone who comes in with... with a legitimate offer. You know, if someone comes in for 20 million, that's not a legitimate offer. Or I'm going for free. I'm going to put a press thing out and say that I'm going for free next summer. And then there'll be a huge amount of interest. I don't want him to go. Cause he's obviously our best player and a top, top, top quality player. And he could still be that in about four years time. But like you say, Mark, he's been let down constantly by the hierarchy there. He's always said, if we're progressing and challenging, I'll stay. And we've just regressed. Look where we were like, only like five, six years ago, 16, 17 season, uh, just second behind Chelsea. And, and look where we are now. We're a million miles off of Arsenal. Uh, and uh, yeah, good point here, Wayne, as well, which will come to this in a bit as well. Manager situation isn't helping either. More, more potential change at the club starting from scratch or starting from scratch again. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I think he likes Conte as well, Kane. He liked Jose. I think he was pretty cheesed off, as many Spurs fans, I think, were that Mourinho got fired six days before a cup final, which is what you bring Mourinho in for to win a trophy. Um, and then we bring in uh, Nuno, who, I mean, he was out of his depth, wasn't he? Out of his depth. Uh, but the situation, the manager's situation, I don't think will be sorted this season. I think it'll be the summer now. If, if Conte was going to go, he'd have gone. Potentially, he could go in the international break. You know, that's uh, two weeks between games. Certainly now it is anyway, because we're out of Europe and out of the cup. So all we're playing in is the league. But yeah, I've, interesting McCain. I think Man United will bid. Certainly if their takeover with uh, Jim Radcliffe uh, happens, they'll want to do something similar to Chelsea. It's my statement. I'm going to buy a load of people. And, and a big old statement if uh, <laughs> your first signing is Harry Kane. Um, when you don't really have a recognised striker, really. They're, they've got some brilliant forward players, but none of them that you'd call a, a true number nine. Harry Kane is. 
but yeah, so it'd be interesting with Kane what happens. If we do bit sign big in the summer, we get a manager that he likes, and then in the summer we really have a go and sign big. Maybe he signs a contract, but maybe. But again, if he does sign a contract, it isn't going to be the six-year deal that he signed before with no get-out clause or anything like that. It's going to be full of get-out clauses and get-out clause with an actual legitimate number. And there'll be no gentleman's agreement. That one's gone past. So if Daniel Levy says a gen- asks about a gentleman's agreement, he'll just be laughed away. Uh, that's gone. So it'd be very interesting. I do, I, I do agree with Wayne, to be honest. We won't know fully until the summer. Uh, that's when the talks, I would imagine, will start actually happening properly. Uh, then we come to this guy. It was already mentioned, the manager. Uh, his press conference, you know, he said something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, getting fourth with Tottenham is like, uh, getting fourth this season is like winning the league with Tottenham. It's not what you want to hear, is it? It's not what someone like, Kane wants to hear. Probably not even something like Son and other players want to hear. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, Wayne says the problem exists that both Kane and Conte want investment and progression. The ball is in Levy's courts, whether or not he wants the backlash or success. Yeah. I think it's safe to say, I don't know the guy, Daniel Levy, but judged on on previous experience looking at uh, from outside in he, he 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 wants the money he wants to make spurs money and obviously if you make money and then spend it you're not making as much money as you did uh, because uh, the money that you've made has then been spent but you've got to speculate to accumulate we obviously want to get in champions league every year and win trophies you get more money for winning trophies you get more reputation and worldwide reputation by winning trophies and you get to keep your best players uh, Obviously, Kane off the wage bill will be a huge amount of money, but you, you can't uh, sell Harry Kane and then say, OK, his replacement is Dane Scarlett, who's un- untested. Dane Scarlett will be a quality player, but not at the moment. He's too young. So we're going to need, if Kane does go, someone to come in to kind of cushion that blow because the fans will not be happy and Levy will have a backlash there unless he signs someone of top quality as well. Uh, but fourth is winning the league. Uh, someone said it at the time when he when he joined. He he, he feels Spurs is beneath him. Uh, thinks he's better than Spurs. You don't want a manager like that if that's the case, because they're always going to end up leaving. And and Wayne says something similar here, saying fourth is a statue that is beneath a manager like Conte. And he, I know what he's trying to say. Obviously, uh, getting fourth is very unlikely for Spurs. That's what he's trying to say. But the way it's come across doesn't sound good, doesn't sound good. And and for a while now, I don't think Conte wants to be there. And and it's obviously been tough for him this year. Losing three people who were close to him, not being with his family, that, that would mentally hurt anybody. So it can't be easy. He obviously wants to go to Italy. I'm surprised he actually came back when he was uh, delayed and staying in Italy. I thought he'd stay there and say, OK, I, I'm... I'm Fair enough, I'll stay here now. Uh, that obviously hasn't happened. He's come back. He he did look a lot more animated against Forest when the goals were going in other games. It's kind of not been the content that you know on the sidelines, kicking every ball and, and everything like that. So maybe there is a turn there, but 
if we lose to Southampton, it will just be back in the Conte doesn't care again, I think. And he's obviously going at the end of the season. I'd be absolutely amazed if he signs a new deal. I'll be absolutely amazed. And the only way that happens is not just if Levy says we're going to invest, if he actually does it before his contract is up, which that isn't going to happen either, I don't think. Who we get in? No idea. If it's Poch, then Levy's already thrown him under the bus once and Poch has asked to come back or, or come back. So it says to Levy, I can do whatever I want with him now. And then we're just going to have this same issue that we had with Poch in another year or two. And to be honest, it'll be the same with any other manager. Thomas Frank, De Zerbi, Enrique. Enrique will be the same as the Conte and Mourinho, so there'll be arguments. De Zerbi and Frank, I think it'll just be like a Poch thrown under the bus. So unless Levy changes... I can't see anything changing, and and unfortunately, I can't see Levy changing there. Mark says, Conte is a forward, get him out, belittles us all the time. And, yeah, someone said it on Twitter, like I said, Mark, uh, uh, when he was first appointed. No, sorry, I think it was Ancelotti talking about Everton, and they thinking that Ancelotti thought Everton were beneath him. Uh, it means they're always going to leave when a better offer comes along, and obviously Ancelotti left uh to go to Everton, and he likened that to, I think, he thinks, or they think, Conte would do the same with Spurs, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the awful football, for me, is, 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 is the nail in the coffin for Conte there, because it's been terrible, and this comes after Levy, after appointing Nuno, Nuno, saying that we're going back to the Spurs DNA, and we've had two terribly negative managers uh so it'll be an attacking manager that comes in whether that's potch whether that's deserby whether that's um uh, uh frank uh uh well vk isn't really um attacking but it'll be an attacking manager whoever that is so at least we'll be entertained we won't win anything but we'll be entertained brian daglin chat how you doing brian uh let's move on so the England squad has been announced. Still no place for Oliver Skip. Uh, I don't really know what more he has to do. I can understand if, if 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 Southgate says he isn't good enough or he hasn't proven anything to me yet. I can understand that because he has been injured. But Calvin Phillips has played probably <laughs> more less time than I had sleep last night, which was about seven hours going to bed at 11, waking up at uh, six. And yet Oliver Skip has played infinitely more in the last month. Uh, but Calvin Phillips gets picked Jordan Henderson as well. I understand that these players are players that um, Southgate has picked and trusts. I understand that, but Calvin Phillips didn't even get a look in. I don't think he played one minute in the uh, uh, world cup or euros, whatever it was. Uh, so, <laughs> he hasn't played for Man City, Phillips, and he hasn't really played for Liverpool, Henderson. Skip is playing week in, week out. Whether that's because Bentancur is injured is beside the point. The fact is Bentancur is injured, and the fact is that Skip is playing pretty much every game now. So he's getting his game time, and he has looked pretty good, hasn't he? Uh, certainly against Chelsea, he was he was very good. Milan, the first leg, very good. So he's getting back to to where he was. Uh, was it last season or the season before? I can't remember. Um, where we were, we were saying, oh, this guy is the future. So he's getting back to that. The injury has obviously hampered him, which it would do anybody. But yeah, these are friendly. 
it's no, they're not. They're qualifiers. They're qualifiers. I do apologise, but you know, experiment a little bit. You know, stick a, a skip in and give him a, a thirty-minute cameo. See, see what he does. Certainly, if you're like three 0 up against one of these teams, yeah. But sticking a Phillips or Henderson in, you know exactly what you're going to get from those. And and you know, I don't. I, I mean, at least Ivan Tony is in, you know, he deserves his chance, regardless of all, all the scandal and, and, and everything that's going on with him at the moment. He deserves his chance. But will he start? He's not going to start ahead of Kane, is he? Will he get any game time if it's really tight? Maybe. If we're 3-0, 4-0 up, you know, Kane, rest him, bring Tony on, see what he can do for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Will he? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And we, we don't know how the games are going to go either. Yeah, to not put skip in, but you're putting um, other players in that haven't played is, is yeah, I don't really understand it with Southgate, to be honest. Uh, a lot of flack about a dive being put in as well, but dive is playing every week, isn't he? And, and again, like we said before, the Euros, you don't pick Dyer, there's not really anyone else. Uh, <laughs> he's one of the best of a very, very, very bad bunch at some point. Uh, at, at the moment so you need defenders in your team and Dyer at the moment is playing better than a lot of other players even though he's not playing particularly well uh, but that just says the lack of quality back in the day you know when we had Ferdinand we had Lendy King we had John Terry there's your third Carragher you had top top quality in in four position in four players where you could only fit two in now I don't think we've got anyone of that level in central defense uh Maguire, Stones, Dyer, uh, uh, the Everton guy, Connor Cody. Yeah, there's not really any. We haven't really got any quality there. So Dyer being put in, I can understand people uh, saying he's not good enough to be in there. But again, there's no one else to come in. Uh, <laughs> there's no one else to come in. So he, he really has to be in. But yeah, Skip not being in is a, is a, a strange one. Wayne says, Skip came in and stepped up, showing his quality. Long-term injury may be the reason he's not in the England squad, but he'll be there soon enough. I do hope so. Uh, certainly, there'll be friendlies coming up, so he has to be in for them. You know, friendlies are to test out formations, new players, new ideas, and and obviously you don't want to lose them. But if you do lose them, you haven't lost any points or anything like that. So friendlies that we have, whenever they are, he has to be in for me. He has to be in. Uh, otherwise it's just absolutely ridiculous. Certainly if a Calvin Phillips is, is coming in, who's, who's not playing at the moment. Uh, let's move to another player uh, who was in the England squad, but isn't at the moment. Is that Sampdoria? Harry Winks. I'm sure you've seen this. These are the news reports that he's uh, saying there's been no, contact from the club not from the manager not from players not from staff uh i looked at this earlier uh, i couldn't see any video of him saying that i could only see news reports so to me it says it's probably news made up and just something to make stir stuff up rather than actual any credence for it i mean there may be video evidence i only look for 10 minutes so if anyone has got that then let me know and i'll send that but to me it just says it's an easy story he was obviously frozen out a little bit he wasn't good enough uh frozen out and then sent away to Sam Dory on loan so an easy story to say the manager who sent him on loan is now the manager who's refusing to talk to him and not saying anything uh yeah, I don't believe it, to be honest. It's, certainly when you see, and, and, and 
this was another uh, 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 Twitter thing, so uh, no credence on this either. But if this is true, Povo saying the person who helped him the most was Eric Dyer and said he texted him saying, if you need anything, let me know. So if that's true, then I'm not sure I believe the Harry Winks comments. I think it's just media making stuff up to, for an easy story because he'll still have friends there. You know, Harry Kane, Eric Dyer was there when he was there. Son, there'll be plenty of others. Ben Davies, we'll talk about Ben Davies in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that, to be honest. Uh, I hope it's not true, the Harry Winks stuff. Uh, regardless of what you think of him, good, bad or indifferent, he did give his all. It's just the quality wasn't there. And uh, I think if Poch comes back, I think he'll bring him back in because he's one of Poch's boys and Poch's system worked for Harry Winks. Uh, it doesn't really work for Conte and Mourinho, I don't think. Uh, so I can see if Poch comes back, Harry Winks will be back in the fold. Uh, whether fans are happy, annoyed, indifferent, bit both, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think he'll get a lot more game time if Poch comes back. Someone like a Deserby, maybe. Thomas Frank, probably. Enrique, probably not. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting with Wink. So obviously he's getting some game time, which is obviously good. But we, we've we've also got the problem. We've got so many players on loans that we want loan that we won't get gotten rid of. But we can only get rid of them on a loan with no actual fee. Now whether that's because people don't teams don't want them or they do want them but at a certain price and levy wants an even bigger price which is just completely unrealistic uh, <laughs> it's probably a bit of all three undombele la celso Vegion. uh udogi is different udogi i think will come straight back into straight into that left sided defense uh wing back fullback whatever you, we're going to be playing i think he'll come straight in so he's different but winks as well that's at least four there who we've tried to sell in the past. And, and I mean, Undombele, the attitude on him uh, that he had, I don't think that ingratiates himself to any team. You know, you, teams want players who are going to put a bit of effort in, not just sit there and sulk and, and not really try. And, and that's a big problem there. Uh, but the new manager, again, they might like those players. You know, the Lo Celso, he's won a Copper uh, America, I think it's called, with Italy, uh, Italy, uh, Argentina. So he's obviously got some pedigree there. Is that the way that they're playing? Is that the fact that Messi is, is so good in that team that he takes defenders away and it leaves people like Lo Celso a lot of space in the middle? I'm not sure. Uh, but the new manager might like him. Same with uh, Ndombele, thinking I can get a tune out of him. Reguilón isn't a bad player. He just fell out of form. And I think the system, I've, I've said it a long time, a lot of players, I think, a system suits them rather than anything else. Look at two players, Deli Ali and Mo Salah. Mo Salah, unbelievable at Liverpool. The last few seasons, he's been on par with Kane for consistency and deadliness. Uh, but at Chelsea, nothing. Uh, you can say he was younger. But Chelsea, at uh, Liverpool... Their, their style of play has always been and is at the moment. Your front three are the ones who are going to get you the goals and win you the games. That's our focal point. Everyone else filters around them. So he's the big fish there and he's always involved because he's one of the front three players. At Chelsea, that's not the case. It's all about building the game up and, and 
It didn't suit him at all. Didn't suit him at all. And with Liverpool as well, it's fast paced because it's over the top. And, and with Alexander Arnold and Robertson as well, pinpoint crosses in. And then you look at Deli Alley. Uh, let's talk about Deli Alley. He's going to be a free agent because uh, Everton are going to cancel his contract. But Sick Test Manager doesn't want him anywhere near the team. Real, real shame for Deli Alley. Uh, if Poch came back, I, I'd hope he wouldn't bring Deli Alley back. Uh, I have nothing against Dele Alli, but I think his attitude is even worse than Ndombele's. I think kids these days, they know if they're going to be a footballer or not, and they're going to be a millionaire by the time they're 20, won't have to work a day in their life, so they don't really need to do anything. And even if they're sat on the bench not doing anything, they're still picking up a pretty pay packet, being able to keep that life. And if they're not that interested in football, they're still getting all that money, and then they can retire by about 30, 35 and then do whatever they want with their life with their infinite amount of money saved in the bank. But under Poch, we had Ericsson and Dembele, who occupied so much space, drew players towards them. Ericsson as well would get the ball, ping it 50 yards straight to Son's foot. He's one-on-one with a defender. Son skins them. Someone else has to come out. A lot of space in the middle. That's where Dele Alli can operate, get into that space. He's, I've said it a, a, a lot. He's far, far better off the ball than he is on the ball. Passing, he's not good enough. But off the ball, running into that space and instinctive finishes, absolutely superb. And that's what happened in Poch's era when he was getting 15, 20 goals a season. Uh, then Mourinho comes in and it's much, much more based around the you have to help build up the play. And that involves him passing, getting on the ball, not moving as much. And I think that helped him lose interest as well. And then he's gone from club to club, uh, kind of a pinball player. And I think it's 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 a system under Poch. That's what got him in the England squad. And so I think it could be the same with a new manager, you know, uh, Ndumbele didn't really get time to work with Poch, neither did Lo Celso. So if Poch does come back, even if it's a Deserbi or Frank, they're, they're coaches as well as Mourinho uh, and Conte are managers. They need players ready now. Uh, whereas those other coaches have the players there and coach them into what they want. So it could be that with La Celso and Ndombele, although they are getting on a bit now uh, and probably a bit set in their ways. So it'd be interesting what happens with the new manager coming in. Um, let's talk about another player who has been a mainstay for a little bit. This this guy, Ben Davies. Uh, he's reached, he's he's now reached 300 games for Spurs and, and, he gets a lot of flack on Twitter and media and, and, and other areas. Uh, ben Davies, he's not your player who's going to get, wow, he played an absolute stunner, Ben Davies. He's not that player at all. He He's the player who six, seven out of 10 every game, very rarely has a four out of 10, three out of 10, and absolute stink and get him out of my club, get him off the pitch. He, he's generally quite reliable, and I think, I mean, the issue is if Poch comes back is that he was a, a backup for um, Danny Rose under Poch. And at the end, uh, Poch kind of transformed him a little bit into the centre-back, left-sided centre-back. But but now he's one of the, the, the first on the team sheet. So that shows you how, how our defence has progressed since Poch's era in terms of quality. But he is dependable. In the main, every player makes mistakes, but you don't see Ben Davies make about three or four every game like Dyer is doing at the moment or getting sent off and rash like Romero is doing. Uh, so he's fairly dependable. I think managers trust him and he has improved since Conte turned up compared to how he was under Nuno and um, 
Jose, he has improved uh, under Conte, certainly last season, certainly towards the end of last season. Uh, and I, I, I don't get too worried if I see Ben Davies on the team sheet. There's other players like Sanchez. Uh, if he's on the team sheet, I do worry. I do worry. Ben Davies, I don't really get that. So, yeah, good player, good player, good solid player. He won't win you any leagues. If you want to be winning leagues, you can't be having people like Dyer and Ben Davis as your top centre-backs. You've got to have a bit extra quality there. Have them as uh, squad players, absolutely, and back up, uh, like we did in Poch's era, because Dyer was back up as well. He, he did play in the middle uh, with Dembele, but as soon as Wanyama came in, he was out. He was on the bench, because uh, Wanyama, let's face it, in that first season was unbelievable, unbelievable. For £12 million as well, absolute steal. It's just real, real shame that injury unfortunately completely derailed him because he was superb and who can forget that unbelievable goal at Anfield but yeah uh, yeah I like Ben Davies he, he's like I say he's not going to win you leagues and, and be in a championship winning team uh, as the the, the the first choice defender but in terms of any flack I don't really have any flack for him he's a good solid six out of six or seven out of ten every game uh, rather than a three or four and a, an eight and a nine. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that that's, that's all of the non-footballing game news, really, that I've seen on Twitter and, and everywhere like that. And then we come to Southampton and in particular, always mentioned this guy, James Ward-Prowse, and, and for good reason, uh, free kicks and set pieces unbelievable he is a spurs target as well allegedly spurs target i possibly spelled alleged wrong uh a spurs target he was linked uh you know with the immortal words we're monitoring the situation <laughs> not sure why you need to monitor situations Just go and talk to his representatives but anyway uh seems to be a buzzword for spurs and transfer targets but anyway I'm not sure he's what we need. If I could pick him or Madison, if they were the same price, I'd pick Madison. Uh, I think he's an overall better player. Although James Ward-Prowse set-piece deliveries, corners, free kicks are unbelievable, unbelievable. And so is his crossing, to be honest. You know, when we lost 3-2 uh, last season or the season before, I think it was last season, at home, we let him have two crosses and he stuck it on two people's heads and they've scored two goals from it. And then his cross it, and then his corner taking and free kick, and he is their main man. I think possibly he likes the uh, pressure of being the main man. Whereas if he came to Tottenham or, or somewhere like that, he wouldn't necessarily be the main man. Certainly, if Kane or Son stuck around, he's at least third in the pecking order there. Uh, but he's a good player. He is a good player, and we obviously have to be careful. Uh, don't let him cross the ball, which we have been guilty of. In the past, don't let him cross the ball. Don't give away any stupid needless free kicks or stupid needless corners. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when do footballers listen to that? When, <laughs> when do defenders listen to that, really? Uh, but, yeah, and it's going to be an interesting game. They're obviously banging trouble, Southampton, bottom of the league. Although, with with, with uh, Vieira being fired, which I was very surprised about. I turned on the TV to have my breakfast today and I saw on Sky Sports News that he's been fired. Very surprised about that. Uh, Southampton, bottom of the league, of only five points off Crystal Palace in 12th. That's how tight the relegation zone is. Normally at this stage of the season, when you're talking about the team in bottom, they're quite well adrift um, 
of, of, of the team in 17th, let alone 12th. So it is a real, real tight situation. Any one of those eight teams or, or any any of those teams from Crystal Palace down, if they're not in the relegation zone, could be easily dragged into that relegation zone. You know, a couple of defeats here or there and a couple of uh, 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 wins for teams below them completely changes the perplex- complexion of, of that bottom half of the table. So we talk about Southampton bottom of the league, but they're not that far off 12th and mid-table, as I say. So it isn't a case of we're in fourth, we're playing bottom of the league and, and you know, they're, they're far, far worse quality than us. A couple of wins for them, they shoot right up that league. Uh, so it is not going to be an easy game at all, certainly at St Mary's, but they are bottom of the league and that obviously suggests they haven't had a huge amount of wins or or, or goals scored and, and they've changed their manager twice so you'd expect there'll be a bit of a lack of confidence there but it comes to now the predictions for the game i can't give a score prediction uh too much tempting fate and i can't do it uh my show i can do that if i want uh if you want to give your predictions in the chat feel free uh be interesting to see what the uh predictions are uh uh, other fans as well. I say it all the time. Just start off quickly. This is a team bottom of the league, regardless of how tight it is. They're bottom of the league. They've been conceding goals and not scoring goals and losing games. Put them under pressure from the start. Don't don't do this that we've been doing all season. Let's give them forty five minutes, fairly easy game, and then see if we can sort of like kick on after about an hour. Kick on from the start. Put pressure on them. Give them stuff to think about. Make their keeper make some saves. Put their defenders on the back foot. That's what I want to see. That's what we'd have with an attacking manager. That's why, you know, negative negative managers, certainly with Mourinho when we were top of the league, I didn't mind it then because we were winning games. Yeah, it was boring, but we were winning games 1-0 and we were top of the league. Couldn't care less then. It's about winning. So, yeah, we're playing boring, negative football, but we are picking up points and we're winning. I don't mind. Uh, if you do that for the whole season, win 1-0, you win the league, you win every cup, you're in. The problem is with negative football, when you're not winning, it is so boring and you're not winning, you don't get anything. Uh, and there's nothing worse. This AC Milan knock it, being knocked out as well, 0-0 in the second leg. They're not a great team. They're not a great team. And we just let them off the hook. We didn't have a go. And there's nothing worse in football, I think, than going out with a whimper. If you're going to go out, go out giving everything and saying, we gave everything. We couldn't have done any more. Luck wasn't with us or we lost to the better team. Don't go out going, well, we should have done a bit more there because you can't have regrets like that. And that's what happens with negative play. Under an attacking manager, teams like Southampton, and, and teams at the bottom, we'd be going out like a train. But, you know, there were a lot of potch games where we didn't go out very quickly, but then we had the players to keep the ball and we didn't get, end up losing 1-0 at half time. But we still had shots in that first half. It may have taken us 10, 15 minutes to get going, but we still had shots. Now we're, we're not really getting going for 45 minutes and it's very, very boring and, and we're letting teams off the hook. Certainly teams who are struggling. Uh, Forest, I didn't see the game, uh, but, you know, we scored early. We had a f- fifth-minute goal from Richarlison chalked off, which was ridiculous. 
but we were getting chances and taking it to them. So that's what I want to see in this Southampton game, because if they can see the goal first, there's got to be an element in their minds of, oh, here we go again. We've conceded first again. Now we're playing catch up. If we let them have the first goal, they've got something to play for and then they'll sit back and we don't have really any creativity. Against Forrest, uh, it was Brad who was on here saying that uh, Richarlison was the uh, striker and Kane was almost the number 10. So I guess you have your creativity there. And Kane still managed to score two goals. Well, one goal and a penalty. Uh, but yeah, go out of them quickly. Don't give any silly fouls or free kicks or corners or anything that James Ward-Prowse can get on and, and, and make something out of. Uh, you know, have some shots, early doors. You know, even if it's straight down the keeper's throat from 30 yards, at least it shows, OK, they're willing to have shots from, from outside the box here. Uh, and they're willing to try and attack us. Yeah, don't and and their crowd are going to be up for it. The, the the job of the away team is to shut the crowd up early as early as possible, and you do that by scoring goals, having chances, winning fifty fifties. You don't do that by playing really passive and really lack of aggression and lack of a, a tempo games like we do. Uh, and then when you're at home, you've got to keep your fans shouting, and that you do that exactly the same way. Uh, but I, I think we'll win. I, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. It'd be nice for Forster on his uh, uh, return back there uh, to keep a clean sheet. Hopefully they give him a good reception as well. Uh, I don't think he did anything wrong when he was there. So it'd be nice to see him get a good reception. Uh, but yeah, I, can, I, I think we'll win. I don't think it will be an absolute blasting and, and, and you know, a four goal swing or something like that. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet either. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be quite tight. But Let's just get the win. It would be really good, really good to keep the pressure on Newcastle, Man United as well. Uh, and, you know, keep the distance between the, your, your Brightons and Liverpools. Uh, keep the pressure on. And, you know, all we've got to play for is fourth now. And if we want to keep Kane and we don't get fourth, there's no chance he's going to want to stay unless, like Wayne said, we do spend big in, in the summer. And I don't see that happening either. So... We haven't really got anything to play for now. I'm still annoyed about the Sheffield United game and resting players and then losing that and the following game that we rested players for anyway. Uh, but all we've got to play for is top four now. So let's at least get one achievement this season uh, that we... we ha One target rather, not an achievement. It's not really an achievement to get fourth when finished fourth last year. Uh, but yeah, and let's just get that. And that starts with beating Southampton, turning up, playing quick, putting them to the sword and then you can rest your players. You know, you, you don't, that's the annoying thing about Sheffield United. Go and take it seriously, get a few goals up. Then you can rest your players. Don't rest them at the start and then go, blimey, we need them. Uh, and then too little, too late. So start quick against Southampton, take it to them, have some pot shots, go and take the game to them, get the win, go into the international break full of confidence and everything like that and come back afterwards. That's what I want to see. Will it happen? Pfft, history will tell you this season. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, we'll end there. Uh, just me today. Fridays are going to be solo streams because I'm at uh, work lunch. Uh, Mondays will be where guests are on reviewing the weekend's action. Uh, obviously, bank holiday Fridays. Uh, have some guests on as well. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for watching and for getting your comments in. Please, before you go, hit the like, hit the subscribe and hit the notification bell. Uh, we're, we're live, as you know. 
Friday's 12.30 p.m. and Monday's 7.30 p.m. UK time. But if you hit that notification bell, you don't have to remember that. Uh, YouTube will do it for you and give you a notification when we're about to go live. If you like a bit of magic, jump over to Chris's Magic. That's my side hustle YouTube channel. Just me doing a magic trick once a week, 7.30 p.m. UK time on a Wednesday. Uh, it's not live, so it just drops then. But again, like, subscribe, notification bell, and you'll get notified when it does drop. And... Yeah, join us again on Monday. Uh, we're reviewing the Southampton game. Uh, and yeah, possibly uh, previewing the uh, international break as well. Uh, but yeah, join us then. Thanks for watching today. Please hit the like, subscribe and notification bell buttons. And back on Monday to talk about the Southampton game, like I said, with guests this time. So as always, have a good weekend. Let's hope Spurs don't ruin it. And come on, you Spurs! Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live, and it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the YouTube videos. For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time, and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. Chris's Magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs! <laughs>